This is Byron Lazine and Nicole White, and you are tuned into episode 101 of The Real Word. Word is up. Ooh, that was a good one. <laughs> that was a good one. Even from all the way over here, no I would agree that's a good one. I'm going to take these off, though, because I do agree that the, the D-bag factor goes way up the longer <laughs> I wear these. <laughs> so I don't know if I can say that in The Real Word. I don't know if... Uh, We've got a couple of good, we've got a little new twist here on The Real Word. We're testing out for the first time Wirecast, so we can do this split screen show. We can we can make this better. We can improve on this. I think we can get better uh, audio. Well, you've got your mic. I've got a mic that I seems do. to be working I, good. I hope it's close enough that everyone can hear me. But, oh, gosh. The, Are we going to have to hear your phone, too, or is that my phone? Uh, that's, that's probably yours, or Jill's, or whoever's in the room with you. My phone is on airplane mode as all right we're back uh it's like we're going back in time right now because we're at episode 101 and you think we'd have all our stuff figured out all our technical background back it reverts back to one so it's it is reverting back we're like mismanaging the mics and the audio and the visual and then i'm operating off a hot spot right here i took nicole's feedback as as an instant like, let's go put my phone on airplane mode, and then we, we cut off. All right, so we're back, and uh, let's just get right to it. We've got a couple pretty good articles to wrap up the year from Inman. I know Harry in episode 100 wants to stay, us to stay away from Inman. Included six economists predicting the 2020 housing market, and then Brad Inman himself making a bunch of 2020 predictions, which we will say whether we think each of them are a racket or not. So are you going to stay with me, Nicole? You sticking with us? My computer is telling me it's going to die, and I, I usually rely of on course. my computer. <laughs> we, we've got a lot of first times here on episode one on 101, the way we're doing this, this episode. All right. Uh, first racket of the day is the six economist predictions about the 2020 housing market. A couple of key things. They say supply and demand is going to continue to be a problem. I like that Inman highlighted. And this is a uh, Marion McPherson article, which, of course, we'll link up below. Uh, I like that she highlighted there is is lackluster. I don't believe that we have a supply and demand issue. I believe we have an issue with the supply that's currently available in most markets. Either it's overpriced, it's too much much of a luxury item, or it just does it's not where location or condition where the buyers want to see it in today's market. Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, I think we've always talked about the fact that, you know, especially because millennials are sort of coming into that lower end market that um, and again, sort of like that HGTV issue where everyone wants everything pretty. I mean, buyers want it all they want everything pretty and and if you've been living in your house for 30 years and haven't touched your dark trim it's a little bit of an issue for sure yeah and and the six economists mark fleming first american chief economist uh daryl fairweather the redfin chief economist the realtor.com chief economist george ratu len kiefer freddie mack lawrence young nar and then jeff tucker zillow so these are all big name companies that we should be paying attention to as real estate agents in our industry. Their chief economists 
are the, the uh, six individuals that Inman interviewed for this piece. And to your point, Nicole, they're talking about millennials a lot in here. Uh, they, they say the bulk of the millennials are going to be turning 30 in 2020, and that's a trigger age for people to buy. The millennials uh, are people that are born from 81 to 97. So I'm uh, closer to the older end of the millennials. Nicole, do you do you get in? I forget. We've done this before. Do you get in? I'm what do you mean? Yes, you're 81. So according to this, according to this piece, you're in with the millennial. You are the godmother of the millennials. All right. That's funny. Yes. So the bulk of millennials are turning 30 or, or a lot of them. That's a huge range for me to believe that the bulk, they don't give an exact number there. Uh, but is 30 a trigger age for people, Nicole, or is that a racket? No, I absolutely believe. I, again, what's it really? So as a godmother, I feel like our trigger age. As um, the godmother. The, the godmother. Um, I mean, my trigger age was honestly younger. I was like 25, 26. Um, I do think, though, it's interesting, though, because growing up, my parents always said, Nicole, like, figure out what you want to do by the time you're 30. So I guess it kind of makes sense. Like, you take your 20s to sort of figure your way out. You kind of have a little bit more leeway. But, yeah, I mean, I do think that by 30, you know, you're finally realizing that, I mean, you don't have your parents' health insurance anymore. And mm, it's time to 26. step up and, and do your thing, you know? Uh, the other big one here, one, this is a huge prediction. One in four offers will go into bidding wars in 2020, these six economists say, where in 2019, we only saw one in 10 offers go to a bidding war. That one there really opened my eyes. I'm like, yeah, I'd love to see that. We're holding uh, anywhere from 60 to 70 listings right. within our team, Nicole and I, yep. here locally in Connecticut. The other thing that could help us, like people like us in our market, even though they don't mention Connecticut, they mention uh, uh, secondary cities like like Tampa and uh, I think Charlotte, some of these different different cities they mentioned in the article. Uh, but secondary markets are going to win. People getting pushed out of bigger cities and they're going to go into these secondary markets. On a local level, if you're somebody that's not in a big city but you're in the suburbs or a smaller town that's, say, one to two hours driving distance to major cities, you could see a bump up in values as well as people start to get pushed out of their desired towns. So both of those predictions I thought were really good for the market. One in four offers receiving bidding wars, that gets a little bit crazy because some of the buyers that are on that lower end now can't afford uh, the property that they maybe could have just last year. Right. I think also to sort of piggyback a little bit that secondary market, it, it's interesting though too, because I mean, we've always talked about, I mean, obviously we are in Connecticut and our, our market is, is very different than the rest of, of, of the country. But I do think that we've run into a few people though that are actually now coming to Connecticut um, or, 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 or states that aren't as, um, um, I'm blanking on the word, you know, that aren't as um, competitive because um, they're then able to get jobs though too. So it'll be super interesting to see, you know, what ends up happening. Like you're saying, like you're having to move out of these cities, but it's gonna be interesting to see, you know, sort of where the jobs start popping up too as a result of, of the housing as well. Yeah, ultimately uh, jobs are gonna drive it. They did mention wages have, uh, you know, improved a little bit. Not just jobs in a certain area, people are going to, uh, you know, go to those areas no, no matter what, they're gonna follow jobs. All right, let's get into Brad 
Inman's piece here for racket number two. We'll go through the whole piece and every single prediction Brad made, we will say if it's a racket or not, if it's going to happen in 2020 or not. So here are Brad Inman's 2020 predictions. Number one ties into our racket, first racket of the day, a booming housing market. Uh, he says low interest rates, growing economy, and expanding housing inventory will supercharge an already robust housing market. Racket or not, Nicole? Oh, come on. I, I, you can't go against it. You always have to hope for it, right? Yeah, and I, and I think the six economists that we just mentioned in the last piece certainly back that up. There aren't, There is not much information uh, counterpredictive of this. So, all right. Racket number two, skyrocketing homeowners insurance. He says the uh, cost of homeowners insurance will become the number one real estate issue in many markets in 2020. Do you agree with that? Well, it's super interesting because obviously us being on the shoreline, we have seen this problem like for probably the last five or six Since Superstorm Sandy. Yeah, I mean, it's- Seven years. It's really been sort of an ongoing issue here. Um, I, I, so I have to agree. I mean, I think that if you're not on a coastal, a coastal area, but like you're- But, but specifically, living, do you think it'll be, his prediction was the number one real estate issue. Do you think that's gonna be one. the number one real estate issue for your clients in 2020? For my clients? Yeah, or across the board. I don't think so either. I, I disagree with this, not only, certainly with, with what we're dealing with, because to your, you made, you made the point, Superstorm Sandy uh, already put us through all of that here locally. Well, not locally where I happen to be right now, but locally in Connecticut, um, right? And I don't think this is going to be the number one issue. Uh, I, I look back to a rising market, affordability, being able to find a good quality product in the supply that's out there. I think that's going to be the number one uh, issue, not, not the insurance. I, I think there's actually... It's just going to happen. The insurance is going to keep going up. And I think there's actually room there. Unfortunately, I don't want it to go up, but I do think there's room there in the affordability and uh, for the insurance to dig into it. And they, they're going to have to. I, th I think though, right. um, I, I think that agents though have gotten, I'd like to think they've gotten smarter though too, because I feel like before I'm even bringing a buyer to a property, I'm asking about sort of insurance quotes, flood pot. So you know, for it to be the number one issue, I, again, I just, I think that if you're doing your homework on the front end, it, it just won't even be an issue, but yeah. All right, so he predicts a big IPO. He says Compass will file its S1 and go public in 2020. You think Compass is gonna go public, Nicole? I mean, this is this is more of your game than mine. I mean, I follow your lead on these. Hey, things. we're I mean, we're we're documenting show. this. We can look back on this next year and see which one of us was right and wrong. You know. <laughs> I'll go with him on this one. You're going with Brad. Um, you know, it certainly seems that way. I think. And he's predicting they'll file. He's not predicting that they'll actually go public. Um, Zillow exec will join the Compass team. Right, right. I'm sure that'll happen. That, that's possible. Why not? I will say Compass is going to go public as well. I'll, I'll jump in on the train on that one with Brad. So we'll see what happens. Uh, they've certainly changed the way their agents have this uh, compensation in terms of ownership within the company, which would tell you that they could possibly go public. There's some recent news on that. All right. 
Realogy's iBuyer program expands. Will it expand? Uh, I, 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 yes, I believe that it will expand. I think many people's will expand, but yes, I agree with this one. I, I agree. Everybody, everybody there will expand that has an iBuyer program in place today. Big retirements. Uh, so he's predicting the CEO of the Houston Association of Realtors and also the California Association of Realtors are both going to retire. I feel like that's because of this. Do you know either of these guys, Bob or Joel? I, I don't. I feel like now because of this article, they won't retire. I so agree. Like Brady, you know, like, yeah. like is he going to retire? And, and as soon as people start predicting it, he's like, hell's no, I'm going to, I'm going to keep going. Bob and Joel are going to stick it to Brad <laughs> and they're going to together and pop a bottle of champagne on TikTok right. just to spite Brad Inman. <laughs> Well, you know right. what we should do? We should schedule that. We'll reach out to them. We'll tell them, keep going. And we'll yes, keep going. If you guys don't want to do the work, send it to us like homework. We'll take a portion of your salary, and then we'll all retire together on January 1st. All right. Uh, his next prediction is the iBuyer market share surge. But here's what I want you to say. Is this a racket or not? 50% of all major U.S. real estate markets by the end of the year, all the major sales in these major U.S. markets are going to go through an iBuyer program of some sort. He's not pinning it to just one brand or, or one company, but as an overall market. Is that a complete racket? Complete racket. Absolutely. I, there's no chance. There's still no chance. don't even know what iBuying is. There's, there's, there's too many people in this world that don't even know that it's, that it's an option. No. Yeah. Zero chance it gets close to 50. Uh, I, I think that's a racket. It's that. That is a racket. And, I, and I'll agree with you there. I'd love to see those numbers, which we will at the end of the year. Uh, a software shakeup. They, he's predicting MoxieWorks will acquire Boomtown or REW. I know a little bit about both of these companies, REW and Boomtown. Big shout out to the boomers in, uh, down there in Charleston, South Carolina. Do you think MoxieWorks is going to acquire one of these two companies? I have no idea. I am going to say no to both. I, I don't think the boomers are going to sell. I don't know. Maybe they're building it to sell, but I think they're having a lot of fun building what they have right now. They've got an amazing company, amazing culture there. Um, REW, uh, I don't know. Maybe. I, I'll give that a. 30% chance, but I, I don't see either of these acquisitions if I'm just taking a guess. Uh, a Pulitzer Prize for Fearless Real Estate Reporting. Yep. A Pulitzer. Yeah. A Pulitzer. Pulitzer. Did, did, did you go on to... Uh, Pulitzer. Did you check out what it is that they did in Long Island? What this is all about? No, I didn't. Did you? I did. I did not. It looks super interesting. They went to Long Island. They followed, I think it was like 93 agents for three years and followed how agents um, are discriminating against um, against their clients. It, it's, it's, it will be quite interesting and I'm sure eye-opening. All right. Uh, it's something I definitely want to check out. And sure. I'm going to go with Brad on this one. If, if uh, he's watched it and he's signing off on the reporting i'm gonna i'm gonna stand by him and, him well. and give give them the pulitzer the pulitzer prize pulitzer? It's, like, it's, like it's not blitzen it's pulitzer pulitzer all right a squeeze on commission rates i don't even think this should be in here this is already done this has happened it's happening it's going he's saying it's going to accelerate he's been listening to the real word that's why 
he's been listening to the real world, uh, real word. Uh, it's going to accelerate. It's, it's already happening. It's, it's over. So, uh, and then finally, a historic name change. NAR will change its name to TRA, the Realtor Association. Well, the, I guess the only thing here that really pisses me off is didn't they just spend millions of dollars making the R like three dimensional like not long ago and now true. completely changing the name? Well, I would imagine the R is still going to be the logo and, and now the name. Maybe they're trying to expand. Re- if you're doing a new name, you got to do a whole new logo. Come on, you know better than that. They're, they're probably trying to expand dues into Canada or something, <laughs> I would imagine. You know? Or, or maybe. Maybe Mexico. There's a new deal with those three countries coming out soon, I heard. So, all right, uh, let's get into the Marketeer of the Week. Good piece, Brad. I would advise there's some some links in that piece that you can get more information, like the the piece that Nicole's talking about from the Newsday Journalist. Into our friends at Inman. Danny, thank you for forwarding this to us. Uh, We've got a Marketeer out of Las Vegas, and I'm going to say right now, He's doing the best monthly market updates I have seen yet. It's He's deep, killing it. Deep. It is I mean, deep. It's deep. good. It's well produced, Nicole. He yeah. he's in a studio. He's he's, he's done his homework. Yeah. Oh, he's got all kinds of stuff going on. Uh, the name of this gentleman is Bob Hamrick. He is the CEO broker of. The Las Vegas Coldwell Banker. He's got about 250 sales associates. I believe one of his uh, made a really nice write-up on him. You can look him up. But more so, watch the video. We're going to link it up. Maybe uh, Suave. Maybe Suave can play a couple seconds of it. I mean, he had updates on what's happening with the Raiders. I want to go to Vegas. I always want to go to Vegas. The building, what they're building, how they're better than California. I mean, he even went as far as like comparing himself to other to other states. The only thing that bothered me was at the very beginning, he called it like a like a minute update and that shit's five minutes. So Hey, five minutes, minute. A misleading, you know? <laughs> there was so much good information in there. If you're somebody that's local to Las Vegas, there's no question whether it's the like bright lights of the Raiders or just the down and dirty real estate stats, you can pull something from it. So really good job. Link it up. Suave will hopefully play a little bit here in the real word. And uh, send us or send Inman. They'll forward them to us. Please. Uh, I mean, I would have never found out about Bob had it not been for, for this email to Danny. No, no. All right. Nicole, really good show. Uh, yeah, I feel I, warm. I, I, I feel very warm I'm, and I'm, fuzzy about it. I feel really warm and I feel warm about it too, except I just, I'd rather you- You're wearing a hoodie. Not in my ears. I, I'd rather- Not in your ear. I'd rather- yeah. Am I yelling too loud to be in your ear? There's like a lot happening in, in my We gotta ear. get the headphones going. You don't love the headphones. We got to get the headphones I, going. Jill's like, you got to put on head. And I was like, what? She's like, no, no, no. But anyway, I, I, I prefer you next to me, but this is, this is, the, this is the second one. Right. You hear that, Jill? She prefers that I would be sitting next to her. Yeah, I know she can't. No one can hear you except me in this room. That's well, it. tell Jill the joke after. All right, guys. Okay. Uh, thank you. We'll be back next week. Keep it real. Bye, guys. <laughs>